0: I'm excited still to be in this series called different. Uh, How many of you know that the scripture says that we're in this world, but we're not of it like we're it's, it's different for us as, as Christ followers, as believers, we're walking through this thing differently. Society may say it's this, even experts might say it's this, but we line up with the kingdom of God, the ways of God. The scripture says uh, our prayer should be on earth as it is in heaven. Not Not on Earth, as with what 's trending or what people think or what people are saying, no, we want on Earth what it looks like in heaven, and so we 're different, and our desire is to be different now that doesn 't make us better than anybody else; it just makes us different and so today we 're going to take a look at one of the ways that God made us different, and he 's called us to live different and operate different than maybe the ways of the world and so kind of coming to you as your pastor. With this mindset of um, almost like the scene from Lion King, I want to come in and just encourage and, and lift you up. But that scene in the Lion King, remember where, where Simba's at the, uh, either a river or, or a creek or whatever, or a little lake, and, and Mufasa is doing the remember who you are. And so I'm coming to you as your pastor today, because I've also spoke this over my own life of remember who you are. Right now in all that we're seeing and all that we're facing, and, and, and some of it is, is you know, with, with the shutdown, and I know there's been a release of that, but all the thing that's happened with COVID, but, but now also the racial tension and the rioting and protesting and all of the things that have taken place, it's become very easy for us to follow our feelings or follow the headlines or the, the news articles and just uh, social media posts. And there's all of these things that's coming. But I'm coming to you as your pastor. I'm coming to you uh, maybe as a spiritual leader in your life. And I'm just encouraging you, hey, let's look back at the word of God and remember who we are. We got to take a minute and just remember who we are. And so today I want to talk to us on this sermon subject. The title of my message this morning is where has the honor gone? Where has the honor gone? Where, when did we lose the honor, the honor for one another, maybe the honor for God and his position in our life, but where has the honor gone? because the scripture has a lot to say about honor and dishonor and things that we honor and people that we honor. And unfortunately I've seen in culture and and you've seen it too, it seems like honor is a lost value. Dishonor happening all over the place to people groups and to leaders and to fellow brothers and sisters. We've, We've thrown out this idea of honoring one another. And so today I want to encourage you, remember who you are. As a Christ follower, you're called to be a person who walks in honor. And you're called to be a person who resists dishonor. And so we're going to take a look at what the scripture says about it. Remember who you are. It's become trendy, literally. I'm not just saying that like kind of as a thing. It's become trendy to be a dishonorable person. You say, well, uh, why would you say that? Nobody wants to be dishonorable. Unfortunately, we've seen dishonor grow and, and, uh, become again, trendy in our shows. We watch the, the, the comedy that's put out. Uh, I, I grew up watching and, and I don't have as much time now, but, uh, I grew up watching all the late night talk shows. So David Letterman, Jay Leno, you know Jimmy Fallon in his old days. Uh, I try to watch a little bit of what, what I can, but unfortunately, those those venues, Saturday Night Live, have become so hard to be a part of because they've become so dishonoring of people and leaders and others. And so, some of our humor and some of even our interactions or the way that we even prop ourselves up comes from a base of how we dishonor other people. It's almost like we we stand on other people to make ourselves look better or feel better about ourselves. And can I just tell you something that accomplishes nothing? If you think by dishonoring people and standing on other people just because you have a different opinion or view of somebody and and, and you think by dishonoring them, you're achieving something, you're greatly deceived. And so we've seen it become trendy to become dishonorable and to take pot shots at people and do all these sorts of things. And and it's become trendy. I, I can just tell you, uh, the ratings of these shows of, of dishonoring comedians and, and things like that is, is growing. I thought about if you've ever watched an older movie, uh, you can see the way that they used to even treat each other in restaurants and, and soda shops and stuff, someone would come in, you know, the, the gentleman would take his hat off and he'd put it on his lap and he'd sit down and he'd say, uh, you know, the, the waitress would come up and he'd say, hey, ma'am. And he'd talk real nice. And, you know, we see this in these, these older movies. And I'm not here to give you a sermon about how we should be treating each other uh, in terms of like when we get into a restaurant. But what I'm saying is, have you ever noticed now that maybe you know you've gone through the drive-through at McDonald's and they're just holding the bag out and you take it. You barely even look the person in the eye. We've we've devalued humanity. The the, the we've desensitized ourselves to to one another and honoring one another and acknowledging one another. Think about the way uh, even mechanics, you know, you get your car worked on and you'd go in and yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And we'd be polite to one another. And now this exchange and text messaging makes it worse because we just send off these these quick responses and we hide behind statements on social media. God calls us to be a people of honoring one another. And I'm going somewhere with this. I'm not I'm not trying to talk about chivalry today and get you into a, a politeness type sermon. But what I'm trying to say is, is we've seen honor leak. We've seen it fall out of. How many know an elderly person would come into a room you used to stand up and give your seat away. Uh, I was in the DMV uh, for about nine hours because that's what it takes. This was before COVID, but I'm in the DMV for about two days. And, and, and I would see these people come in who were elderly and who were women or women with children. And it was foolish how many men would not give up their seat because they had already been there or got there before. This this dishonor has really crept in. And I'm telling you, it matters to us as Christians. We're different, not because I'm talking about politeness, but I'm talking about our manner, our heart toward humanity and toward one another really matters to God. So we're going to talk about it today. 1 Timothy says this. It says, In the last days there will be seducing spirits, that are gonna creep into people and it's gonna take them out. And I believe one of those seducing spirits that is is creeping into mankind is is this this dishonoring mentality. You're dishonorable toward your boss, you're dishonorable toward your neighbor, you're dishonorable toward a leader or a person. And so we just talk the way we want, we say what we want, we accuse them, We, we, we stand on them to make ourselves look better. I'm telling you, it's dangerous if you have people in your life who are talking about, well, you know, if I was in charge, well, I don't know why they do it like that. Oh, my gosh, I have to deal with them and dishonor, dishonor, dishonor. That's a seducing spirit that's going to take you out. And I got some stories here in scripture about how people who allow that dishonoring spirit to be in their life, it causes their own ruin. I don't think anyone has ever been dishonoring and and, and actually got anywhere successful and fruitful by way of dishonoring. I think they always end up on the outside of where they want to be when they let that seducing spirit of dishonor in their lives. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Let me read this to you. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. It says this. It says, be devoted to one another in love, devoted, committed This is not like a loose thing. It's saying be devoted to one another in love. Then it says honor one another above ourselves, above yourselves. It's saying this idea of honor for one another, it's position other people, honor them even above you. Take such a mindset that like, hey, I'm going to honor you in such a way and love you and show respect to you and above myself. Romans chapter 12 in the English Standard Version, I love it this way. It says this, it says, love one another with a brotherly affection. You got to remember in the Jewish mindset, when this scripture is being told, you really couldn't even describe a stronger love. Okay. Then the love of a brother or a brother and sister. And so in this mindset, when they say, look, they're understanding, Hey, this is the best way of love is this brotherly affection. So love one another in the best kind of love. Then it says this outdo one another in showing honor. Christians are supposed to be the most honoring people. The scripture is calling us to be a people with a love for one another that doesn't quit, with a love for one another that doesn't calculate the scenario and then decide if you're going to love. No, we love and we honor and we respect because the scripture has called us to. The scripture is saying it to you like this. Hey, do you want to get competitive about something? Do you want to get puffed up about something? Do you want to try to be someone who shows off there's a whole bunch of ways you're not supposed to be prideful and show off and build yourself up. But the scriptures saying, hey, there's one way that you can be competitive and be puffed up. And, and it's in this. It's in the way that you're outdoing one another and honoring each other. You want to get into a into a into a showdown about something? You want to try to outdo somebody in something? Outdo somebody in honoring one another. Why? Because only good will come from that. What bad could come from us honoring and preferring one another and loving one another and listening to one another and caring for one another and sitting down with one another? What could go wrong in that? Nothing. So the scripture is saying, outdo yourself in that. Showing honor, showing love, showing care. Be a people of honor. I would say it to you like this. We have a biblical mandate to honor you can't say, well, you know, honor doesn't come easy to me, so that's not really one of my skill sets, so I'm not really going to do much with it. No, you have a biblical mandate to be a person of honor and who shows honor and who resists dishonor. That's not really my check. No, no, no. It's a biblical mandate for us to practice and focus on honoring one another. Those above us, those around us, even those below us, maybe in some positions, we are called to be a people who honor I don't think the world will get worse if everybody gets so great at outdoing one another in honor. How many of you would all agree and give me an amen that uh, instead the world would become a better place as we spend time working to honor one another? The definition of honor is to regard with great respect. We need to get back to respecting one another. Unfortunately, social media has made it way too easy for us to go online and post things of disrespect and hide things from other people in disrespectful ways and look down on people in disrespectful ways that you would never do in person. We need to get back to the definition of honor, which is to regard people with great respect. People aren't property. People aren't acquisitions. That we can have come into our life and, and get to the next level with and we've acquired this relationship and we can use it this way. No, we've need, we need to get to the position of regarding people with great respect. We weigh things. Oh, do I want to be a part of that? What am I going to get out of that? What am I going to get from this? What am I going to get from that? Instead of like, how can I give and show and and in, uh, sow even a seed of respect into people's lives, I think it matters. The scripture talks about it. You say, well, what about this kind of person? What about that kind of person? I'm glad you asked because the scripture actually gives us the answer. So Romans chapter 13, verse seven says this, give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. So the scripture is saying, like, if you owe somebody something, you got to give it to them. Like if if it's if you owe it, you need to give it to them. This respect, this honor thing. It's a characteristic of being a Christian. If something is owed, you give it to them. Uh, You say, well, I don't know. You know, uh, what about this kind of person? I don't, I don't agree with this kind of person. I don't agree with this kind of thing. And so I'm going to take a stand against it. And so therefore I'm allowed to dishonor that person. I'm allowed to dishonor this person based on my beliefs. Well, wait just a second, because in first Peter two 17, it says this show proper respect to everyone show proper respect I hope that it can be said about all of our social media that we've been walking in proper respect for everyone. Everyone, even when you don't understand them, even when you don't understand their message and their method, are you still showing them proper respect? Let's take it a little bit further. Show proper respect to everyone, love the family of believers, fear God. And honor the emperor. This is where it gets really good for Peter. Here's why. He puts on there, fear the emperor. We believe that this writing is sometime around 62 AD. The emperor of the time is Nero. Nero is blamed blamed Christians. He's he's sort of the first on the scene to be uh, the biggest killer and accuser of Christians. And so Peter was martyred by Nero. Uh, A little bit after this, but he says, honor the emperor who the emperor's breathing down his neck and killing Christians to the point that actually he's martyred. And this guy was sick. This guy was the worst of the worst. You would see that he would take animal skins. Uh, cut them up, put them on Christians and send Christians out in these skins and watch all the animals attack the Christians and kill them. It was, it was a game. It was a hobby of this guy, Nero. He was also a person who burned down a city and blamed it on Christians, even though it was himself uh, who did the act and his people. And then of course, all these people with hatred toward Christians. Uh, He also is known for using Christians bodies lit them on fire as human torches to light his gardens. Such a hatred this emperor had for Christians. And in Peter, he's saying, hey, make sure you show honor to the emperor. Why? Because Christians are people of honor. We honor, we show great honor to people. And so Peter, this is completely lived out. And I would say it to you like this. We don't get to choose who or how or what we honor and respect. We respect and we love all people, all kinds, whether we're in agreement with them or not. It's not situational. We show honor. Peter says the key phrase here is this. Peter says you fear God because I know some of you are hung up on what I just said right now. Peter says, here's how you do it. You be a person who fears God and honors people. Listen, I'll say it to you like this. When we are in the right posture, hear this. When we are in the right posture of fearing God, it makes it easy to honor people. When we're in the right place of fearing God and understanding God's position on the throne and in our life and his kingdom, when we're in the right position of fearing God, It makes it easy to honor people, even the emperor who you may not agree with. Why? Because we understand as we fear God, God is actually the one in control. He's the one taking care of all the things. And it makes it easy to honor people even when it's hard. Why? Because God's ultimately the one in control we fear. That's why the scripture says it like this. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't get caught up in the emperor. It's the spirit behind it that we wrestle with, the things that we don't like that's happening in the spirit we pray into, we worship into, we fast into all the things of the spirit. Why? Because we fear God and we understand that God is the one actually in control. He's in control of all of it. So it's easy when we're fearing God and God is in his right place in our life and in our heart, it makes it easy to honor the emperor or to honor those that are hard to show honor to. I hope that makes sense to you. But we've become so careless in our honor. We've become really disheartening to watch the way that we dishonor and the way that we speak of. As a matter of fact, I would use the word that it scares me as a, as a dad, as a pastor, as somebody who lives in this era to see the way that we dishonor. It it scares me to see that we've dehumanized people in such a, a strong way. The way that we go on social media and we make jokes about people and we belittle people. And it's so easy for us to to make a meme and to stand on and to step on somebody who is a fellow human being. Yeah, they're not perfect. Yes, they're not getting it right. But they were still created and loved and cared for by God so much so that he sent his son to die for them. And so we're going online and we're dehumanizing and we're stepping on and we're dishonoring and it should give you great concern because God didn't call us to be that way. We've removed the humanity between our fellow brothers and sisters that God called us to care for and be there for. I thought about it like this. People say things like, how in the world could that officer do that to George Floyd? Of course We think it's a terrible thing. It is a terrible thing. It's a horrible thing. But to act surprised that our culture is getting to a point where point where we're dehumanizing, desensitizing. We've been doing this to ourselves for years. The video games we play, the movies we watch, the the things that we subscribe to in such a horrendous, dehumanizing way. The way that we look at women on the Internet and the things that we see, we have continued to lower the bar and dishonor humanity to the point that you're going to see effects like this. We've desensitized ourselves for years, and I'm seeing the statements that are being made about George Floyd. And some of the responses are coming in a very dishonoring way, and it grieves the heart of God. Can I get an amen this morning? We have got to get back to the place of showing honor and showing respect, even when we don't agree with some of the things. I thought about Jesus. Jesus gave us an amazing example about how to walk in honor for one another. Jesus never prejudged. Prejudice is prejudgment. He never had prejudice or prejudgment. Think about it like this. He never dismissed anyone. All of the social in, 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 um, of his time outcasts, it's a little different for us, but women were treated a certain way. Children were treated a certain way. All of the social outcasts, or even those that were neglected by society, Jesus treated with respect and he treated with dignity and he showed them great value. What did he do? He honored them. Who am I talking about? Let's talk about it. The lepers were, were, were outcasts of their time. They had to walk through town shouting about themselves. I'm unclean. I'm unclean. I'm unclean. And what do we see Jesus do? Show them honor and care and dignity and respect. Even when society said, no, they deserve that. That's what they should be having happen to them. That's what, and Jesus is saying, no, dignity, respect, value, and honor. Can I get an amen this morning? The beggars, oh, get to the outskirts of all of this, you beggars, quiet down. Don't be. And Jesus finds them where they're at and ministers to them and shows them respect and dignity and honor and value. Prostitutes, sinners, like I mentioned, the women, the children, all these people that society said, no, you have the right to treat them differently, dishonor them, show them not in an equal place as you. Jesus says, oh no. I'm bringing them in. I'm showing them honor. I'm showing them value. Are you with me today? Even Samaritans, the religious kind that don't believe that, the, the way that they do it and, and uh, all these other different kind of people uh, who had different value systems than him. Jesus walked with them with respect and dignity and honor. Why? Because we're called to be a people of honor. We need to sober up and understand. Here's what I want you to hear today above anything else. We need to sober up and understand that everyone is made in the image of God. Well, I know that pastor. I've heard that in children's church. When are you going to start valuing that? Every single person is made in the image of God in honor means we see the best in people because we see them from God's perspective. Think about it like this. This is God's perspective. Everyone is created in God's image and God values them so much that not only did he create them, take the time to care for it and create them. But the scripture says he then sent his son to die for them. Every single person created in God's image and he paid the ultimate price for them. Why? Because he loves them and we should too. Our proper perspective is to show honor and to show respect and to show great love for the creation of all people because God created them, sent his son. Listen, they were worthy enough to create and worthy enough to die for. We need to show great honor for every person. And here's what I would say. Racism is an attack on the image of God. Anytime there is racism in play and there is racism in America, there's no arguing that. Racism is an attack on the image of God because the scripture says every person is made in the image of God. We human beings were created in the image of God. And so when there is racism, that is an attack on the image of God and it is not okay, and we condemn it. And we rebuke it and we stand against it because here's why racism is an attack on the creation of God. God created diversity. God created diversity. We have to understand that diversity and color and people groups is God's idea. It's God's idea for us to value and nurture and care about. Can I get an amen this morning? So whenever racism is in play, it's an attack on the image of God and it's an attack on the creation of God. Have you shown enough honor? Have you shown enough respect for humanity to be able to put yourself in a perspective of God? watching the execution of George Floyd. Someone he created in his image, his likeness, somebody that he created because, again, diversity is God's idea. I'm trying to tell you there was a moment where God experienced his creation. George Floyd executed in the streets of Minneapolis. Have you watched that video from that perspective? Have you, have you taken the time to watch the video before you share your stupid headlines and your social media post and all the agendas that you're trying to say and make, have you actually watched the video and thought God is experiencing George Floyd, his creation who is made in his image and likeness being murdered in the streets of Minneapolis? Have you watched it from that perspective? Because I think it would bring back some of our care and respect and honor for humanity. Are you with me? Think about it. How do you feel when your kids are dishonored? How do you feel when your kids are mistreated? We're the children of God. And when we dishonor and we disrespect and people groups and whatever it looks like, whatever dishonor looks like. Imagine how God feels when we dishonor. We're going to actually talk a little bit here about some scripture about how God reacts to the dishonoring of his people. But diversity is God's creation. We aren't just called to accept the black community. We're called to celebrate the black community. Why? Because it's God's idea. Diversity in creation is God's. And we are called to be a beautiful part of that. It's not something that we accept. It's something that we celebrate because we're in this thing together. We are the human race. Are you with me? Can I get an amen this morning? We are not called to just celebrate the black community or to accept it. We are called to celebrate it. Love one another. Are you with me? That's why black lives matter, because they matter to God. And everybody says, oh, I know that. Well, then put down your agendas and start doing that. Start taking steps and actions to show that you celebrate the fact that black lives matter. Can I get an amen today? One of the ways we are different, one of the ways that we walk in this series, one of the ways that we're different is the fact that God made us different, but equal. Can I get an amen there this morning? How beautiful is it that God made us different, but yet equal? We have diversity, we have beauty, we have all these different kinds of ways that we can walk and see and view the world and have different perspectives, yet we're equal in the eyes of God and we're equal in the eyes of one another. Can I get an amen this morning? Heaven is diverse. (laughs) It just needs you to know that. Some of you might not think about that, but heaven's going to be very diverse. Many cultures, many skin colors, right? And what are we called to pray? we're called to pray thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So if heaven is diverse and we're called to call that and celebrate that on earth, then how much more so should you be for the diversity in our communities and in our neighborhoods and in our schools and in our churches? Why? Because it looks like heaven. Can I get an amen today? Because it comes down to humanity was created by God in the image of God. And we're called to celebrate it and honor it and show respect for everyone. I would say it to you like this. I do see color. I do see color and I honor it. Some of you need to take the time. And say those healing words. It, 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 the statements that we make about data and statistics and facts aren't gonna heal anything. And I'm not talking about hide your, your, your head in the sand and, and, and look the other way to truth. What I'm trying to tell you though is what words can you say that will bring healing? That will bring compassion back. That will bring honor back. So I'm trying to speak words of healing because I believe that we're called to be a people who heal. God is a God of restoration. Jesus didn't come and tell people how right he was. He came and walked this earth and showed them the best way to live. The best way to live is in unity and honor and love for one another. I do see color and I honor it. I do see color and I celebrate it. I do see color and I listen and I lean in and I do what the scripture calls us to do. Weep with those who weep. Uh, The scripture calls us to cry out on behalf of those who are rejected and hurting and neglected. And we we contend for justice. Can I get an amen this morning? Because that's who we are as Christ followers. So that's why this week we 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 gathered and we had a uh, pastors called and, and made invites and said, hey, can we pray and worship together? And so we were able to do that in Holland. Why not to be right or to make a statement or to say a thing? No, because we're, we we want to bring healing and honor brings healing. Can I get you to hear that this morning? Where is the honor gone? Why did we lose? Where did we lose honor? Honor is the way that God has called us to fear God, honor people, love outdo one another in honor. Why? Because it heals. It brings healing. Numbers chapter 12, verse one tells us this kind of crazy story. I I love to see God from this perspective because it just, it kind of, I can connect with this if you will. So Numbers chapter 12, verse 1 says this, Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses. Remember that they're all siblings. And so Miriam, Aaron, and Moses. And so Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife. Uh, Cushite meaning she was a different skin color. She was a different nationality. And so it says, for he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses? They asked. They begin to question and dishonor. They begin to behind his back, start to nitpick and stand on and, and accuse. Has the Lord only spoken through Moses? They asked. Hasn't he also spoken through us? And I love this most powerful part of the verse. It said this. And the Lord heard this. The Lord heard the dishonor. The Lord saw the dishonor. The Lord heard. The pastor might not have heard it. Your neighbor might not have heard it. The boss might not have heard it. But the Lord heard your dishonor. And God's response is serious here when he focuses in on this dishonor that begins to take place. It says this in verse 3. Now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. He humbled himself. I believe you could say he was a very honoring man. He showed honoring because we're going to read a scripture here in just a little bit that ties our humility with honor. And so it's saying he's the most humble, probably the most honoring, probably uh, the most uh, resisting of dishonoring. So the scripture says he's the most humble. Then it says this at once, the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, come out to the tent of meeting all three of you. That's like a dad. Um, Hey, all three of you come out to the tent of the meeting, (laughs) all three of you. So the three of them went out and the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud. He stood at the entrance of the tent and summoned Aaron, Aaron and Miriam. When the two of them stepped forward, he said, Listen to my words. Oh, come on. He's like getting ready to write Listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But this is not true about my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him, I speak face to face clearly not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. He sees the Lord. When then, why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The anger of the Lord burned against them and he left them. I love what he's saying here. He's saying, look, you guys wanted to talk trash about Moses. What you don't understand is I have high esteem for Moses and I heard you. I have great care for my creation, Moses, and the place that I've put him in. And I heard what you're trying to talk against him. And so here's a little bit more of the backstory. Miriam was a worship leader. Aaron was a high priest. And then Moses, of course, being the prophet. And the scripture says that God hears them talking about the man of God, the prophet. Can I tell you what I just said just a minute ago? God hears. When you dishonor, when you walk in that seducing spirit of dishonor, you might get away with it with your husband, you might get away with it with your friendship circle, but God is hearing your dishonor. You Start talking about church and church people and church leadership and that one person who sings and that one person who serves over here. I should have that position and I should have that thing. And we start dishonoring. Oh, I'd be so much better if I was in charge, if they just listened to the way that I told them to do it, if it'd be so much better, if they in dishonor and dishonor and dishonor, God hears it. And he says, you know what? Meet me at the front door. We're going to have a little conversation about your dishonor. And he ends up, scripture says that the anger of the Lord was kindled against them. You want You want to make God mad? You want to take God off about some things? Start walking in dishonor. Start talking about people. Start nitpicking, start tearing down, start standing on something, start showing some dishonor, and you're going to get a pretty angry God, if you will. Because why? Because God can't use us in the spirit of dishonor. I love this, actually, the place that they were called to meet him. Uh, is the tabernacle. And so how many know there was these layers that you had to get to the Holy of Holies. There was these processes you had to get to these layers uh, to be able to get to God. And God says, Hey, let's skip the layers today. I'm going to meet you at the front door because I believe God hates dishonor because we're made in his image. We're made in his likeness. And when we dishonor, we're dishonoring his creation. So he says, I'll meet you at the front door. Here's also why I believe that dishonor is such a big issue for God is because the fall of Lucifer was rooted in dishonor. Satan's fall from heaven. Satan missed out on heaven because he allowed pride and dishonor. Well, if I was in charge, well, they should worship me like they worship him. I want the attention. I would do it better. I know more. When we go on social media and we say, look at me, I know better. If I was in charge, if the emperor wasn't the emperor, if I was the, and we dishonor, we get prideful and we dishonor. Can I tell you something? You're going to disqualify yourself, not from heaven, heaven, but from heaven here on earth. The blessings of God that he has in your life, when we allow dishonor, we're going to miss. And so that's why I believe God is so serious about dishonor is because the the, the fall of Lucifer, the kick out of heaven, the missing of what God positioned for him was rooted in the heart of dishonor. We cannot be a people who dehumanize and dishonor God's creation. Can I get an amen this morning? He's saying, hey, let's have a face to face talk about this. Let's get, let's get this in real, like, and then he says, listen to me. You got to think about this. Miriam and Aaron, they're eating the food that Moses provided as he led the people and food, is the water that he struck with his stick and provided water. It's like God's showing up saying, hey, like you're, you're, you're swimming in all the blessing that this guy has provided for you, yet you still want to dishonor. And I just wonder if God is like, hey, I've provided for you all these blessings, especially you in the United States of America. You got all this blessing. You have all this stuff. And for some idiotic reason, you still want to make your life about dishonoring people. And not showing respect and devaluing my creation. We want to be negative and nitpicky. Social media tells us, data says that Facebook, uh, they did a study and uh, Americans are the most negative of all of the uh, countries and people on social media. Americans are the most negative, critical, dishonoring, you could say. You got all of this stuff provided for you and some reason you still find yourself wanting to be a society of dishonor and disrespect when God calls us to be a people who lead in honor. I won't we we, we have this mindset of like, well, I won't show honor until I've been shown honor. No, Peter's like telling you, like, no, no. If it's owed, give it, show it. Why? Because when we fear God. Then we show honor. First Timothy 517. I love this verse. It helps me when I'm applying uh, for jobs at churches. Uh, so write this down. If you're ever going to apply to a church, you'll love this first part it says this first Timothy 517 it says this, the pastors who lead the church well should be paid well, but this is what I want you here says they should receive double honor for the faithfully preaching and teaching the revelation of the word of God for the scriptures have taught. Do not muzzle an ox or forbid it to eat while it grinds the grain and also the one who labors deserves his wages. Here's the key. Refuse to listen to the suspicious accusations against the pastors who lead the flock unless you have two or three witnesses to confirm the accusations. I'm going somewhere. But if indeed you find that they have sinned, bring the correction to them before the congregation so that the rest of the people can respect you or honor you or show you honor. Here's what I'm trying to, Timothy's trying to teach us here too, Do not, especially in church, fall into the trap of dishonoring. Can I tell you what breaks my heart on social media is the way that people feel like they can talk about other ministers. Well, did you see they did that event? Well, did you see that they did that? that? That one bought that car. That one has that kind of watch. That one has that kind of stuff. And you have no clue. You have no other witnesses that you can bring with you to be able to have any kind of thing to say about this person, that ministry, that kind of thing. And we go around dishonor, dishonor, dishonor. We're saying, but we're not gathering witnesses. We're not really looking into it. We're just popping off at our mouth dishonoring and we don't even know the truth. Can I tell you who the loser is in that? You. Because when we dishonor, we lose our blessing. When we dishonor, we lose what God has for us. So I'm giving you an encouragement about dishonor. Even in the church, I'm telling you, God is saying, one of the ways I bless you is in the way that we honor one another. I hope you're still watching today. <laughs> but one of the ways that you receive blessing is the way that you walk in honor. You want me to prove it to you? One of the commands, the scripture says, the first commandment with the promise is what? Honor your mother and father. If you can learn to show honor to really the first people who are over you, your, your mother and father, your father and mother. If you honor them, what is the promise that comes with this? You'll live a long and blessed life. Say, hey, if you can figure out honor, if you can learn to walk in honor, what comes with that? Blessing. What comes with that? Do you know what happened to Jesus? The scripture says that in his hometown, he couldn't even do miracles. He said there were not many mighty miracles among him in his hometown. Why? Because they were questioning who he was. They were dishonoring. Isn't he Joseph's son? What's the deal with this guy? They were dishonoring. Can I tell you what happened to that neighborhood, if you will? they missed out on the blessing of God. Why? Because they walked in dishonor. Anytime we walk in dishonor, we miss the blessing. That's what I'm trying to get you to see is that we have to walk in honor and we have to walk in great respect and love for one another. Why? Because it's God's creation. It's made in his image, but also there is a blessing attached to when we honor one another. Can I get an amen today? Matthew chapter 10, verse 41 says, whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Why? Because we're honoring the prophet. We're showing honor to the prophet. It says, and whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. What's it talking about? If you honor a righteous person, if you show righteous uh, honor to the righteous, you what? Then walk in the blessing of the righteous person. Honor matters to God. And again, I'm not saying we got to hide from the truth and hide from what's really happening and and, and never ask a question or never seek more truth and just walk around, you know, putting honor on everything that's happening. No, we're going to walk in truth and righteousness. The scripture has called us to, but we're going to do it in a way that's honorable. Can I get an amen today? I'll say it to you like this. Dishonor, it starts in your heart. It enters your speech and it becomes your actions. That's why the scripture says, above all else, guard your heart because everything flows from it. Everything flows from it. If you start letting dishonor get into your heart, then you find somebody else who's walking in dishonor and they start putting more in your heart. You notice how those dishonoring people always find each other? Then they start their little groups, then they have all their little things they're going to say and they put all their spin on it, they do all their things. And what? Dishonor grows and dishonor grows and then it becomes their speech and then it becomes their action. And then they miss like Lucifer missed all that God has for them. We have to guard our hearts from dishonor. Dishonoring. We say, oh, I could do it better than them. I know better than them. I'm more than them. I'm, I'm, I'm better than them. And we say racism. I'm, I'm better than that. Sexism. Oh, Women down there I'm better than that and so we dishonor and we look at women and we treat women a certain way we dishonor are you with me today can we tell the truth today dishonor is not the heart of God and so for me I think it all gets boiled up in this last scripture here it says this in Proverbs 18:12 before a downfall the heart is haughty prideful. It's built up. It's a know it all. It's got something to say about everything. It's going to stand on people that comes before the downfall. The heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. You want to be honor and honorable and walk in honor. We walk in humility. We fear God and we show honor and we walk in humility. That's the way of success in the kingdom of God. The way of downfall in the kingdom of God is pride and dishonor and haughtiness and being a know-it-all and being better than and sending out your smear stories. Can I get an amen? God is calling us to be a people who show honor listen, you have to stand against sin. I'm not saying again, we just go around, pat everyone on the head. It's hard for us to, to have to say, look, here's the truth. And here's what the Bible says. And this is not allowed. And this is not okay. And we have to say it. And there's times as a spiritual leader, I don't want to have to say it because I love people and I, and I don't want to hurt feelings and I don't, but I have to come in as a spiritual leader and say, look, it's not good for you to continue to think that way and live that way and be that way. Because why? Because it's, you're on the road to a downfall, but humility, people who are willing to let wise counsel speak to them and, and have authority in their lives and people over them and speak into them and hold up their arms. Humility is before honor. Honor. So I'm telling you, we can't be like these testimonies where where we see all throughout scripture where people show dishonor and God's response was it cost them. It cost them. We cannot let our country be cost, have this costly pain and injustice and, and all of this happen. Why? Because we we have built this world on dishonor. in in disunity and division and divide. We have to be a people who show great honor and respect to one another because we are created in God's image and diversity is God's idea. And what makes us different is that we're different, but we're equal. Can I get an amen today? It's my encouragement to you. It's just as I opened it up. Remember who you are. You are a person of honor, and you walk in honor, and you show honor, and you give honor. Why? Because we fear God, and we know God is in control, and God has the last say. Can I get an amen today? So I hope that helps you. If it helps you and uh, minister to you, hit the share button. Even after we go offline, you can share this out to your feed and somebody can watch it. If you're watching it today and maybe you struggle with some of this and you'd like prayer, shoot us an email. I'd love to be praying for you this week and uh, believe that God can lead you maybe from dishonoring mindset to a mindset of of building up your community and showing love. And and, um, I believe that great, great things are ahead for our country, our churches, the people of God. and, um, And so just stay in it. Stay into the prayer of it. Don't become discouraged. Scripture says, don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't let yourself get weary. Don't get fatigued because if you don't give up, great, great reward. Great reward is on the way. I believe it. Amen. Let me pray for you. God, we love you so much. We're so grateful for your words. Lord, I thank you that they, they mold us. They shape us. They make us into the way that you've called us to be. And so God, we want to be these people who walk in honor who resist dishonor. And so, Lord, we just ask that um, you do that in our lives, Lord. Just shape our hearts to be the way you called us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, a couple awesome things I want to share with you before we jump offline today. If you missed it last week, um, we announced that we are going to start regathering in the form of these regathering groups. Uh, We we collected all your surveys. We got all your information. Thank you, everybody who did that. um, Gave us a ton of great data for us to get to work on. But one of the things we're able to do right away are these regathering groups. And so you'll notice we've launched this app. It's called the Church Center app. Encourage you to go download that. If you have a Planning Center login, which you should uh, Um, It's if you've ever registered your kids or anything in our church um, planning center would give you a login. So you log into the church center app with your planning center login and you'll be able to see our regathering groups. So these regathering groups are just getting us back together, connected, doing life. We believe that God moves in our homes. We preached that last week if you missed it. Um, But we want to have watch parties, potlucks, barbecues, play dates, workout groups, whatever you want to do to get together. um, We would love for you to be a part of that. The one thing that we have said is we can't have groups without hosts. And so we need some people to sign up and say, yeah, I'll open my home or yeah, I'll put together a run or whatever works for you. Um, We need you to go on and do that. So you can do that right on the website, verticalstory.com. Click on regathering groups and go on there and get everything going and get us meeting together. And of course, you've seen some of the restrictions have lifted so we can really throw some fun parties. And so let's get these things running and uh, get it, get the app downloaded. Check out what's happening. There's already a bunch of great ones happening. And so check those out, but also become a host. Let's host some of these. We'd love to see them for students. So our teenagers, you could host one, throw a couple parties, maybe out got a pool or something you can do. Um, we'd love to have you with our regathering groups, um, meet up at the park, have some pizza, something like that. And so sign up and um, we would love for you to be a part of them. We're not going to police them like crazy. You don't have to take a bunch of classes to be qualified to host them. We just want to get people gathering together. And so you can do that on the app. Also want to let you know on the app, you can give your donations. So through hand to hand or your tithing, both of those right in the app. uh, Just thank you so much for keeping hand to hand going. Uh, But all that in the app, you can give an online donation right through the app. And so we appreciate your generosity. And then also want to let you know, we are still praying. We're gathering together online with Radiant Church every Monday through Friday. Uh, We are joining their prayer and worship service. It's powerful. It happens at 8 a.m. every day. And uh, you put that on and just worship and, and pray together and um how many know we got to pray the price there's still a long way to go and a lot of things in our country so let's just keep praying seeking him devoted to him and that's what we talked about a minute ago we're going to win this battle in the spirit it's not against flesh and blood it's in the spirit and that prayer helps us that way so we'd love to see you join us online at those times so share this before you jump off make sure you hit share thank you so much for being a part of it and help me preach it and um can't be wait to be with you very very soon and um great great stuff ahead and so much love See you soon.